My name is Elizabeth Lewis, and I'm the owner and CEO of Detroit Mom. As a teen mom, I know firsthand the feeling of isolation and the fears that come at different stages of motherhood. I spent half the time wondering where to find community and the other half dreaming of a way to create that community for myself and the women around me. No mother should experience change and challenges alone. I created this community and podcast to make sure women in my community are never alone. Welcome to the Unfiltered Mom Podcast. The intention of this podcast is to make sure you have a voice and your story is being heard. Hey friends, this episode was recorded before the COVID crisis and the opinions expressed do not represent the current climate of the country. Make sure you stay tuned for more current episodes. Welcome to the Unfiltered Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Lewis, owner of Detroit Mom. Thank you for joining us today. My co-hosts for today are Kimberly, Tiffany, Jasmine, and Kristen, who will introduce themselves shortly. But today, we are going to talk about navigating negative friendships, social norms, toxic relationships, because we all have have them or have had them, and bypassing bitterness. Ladies, the question of the day, do you participate in this conversation? Basically, are you someone who speaks up when it's happening or are you somebody who basically gets enjoyment out of participating in these conversations? So let's jump in. I will let my co-hosts introduce themselves. Hey there, this is Kimberly, a mom of two, 10-year-old and 12-year-old. And to answer that question, I say, honestly, it depends. Um, If I feel comfortable saying it to the person's face, I'll probably go ahead and participate. And if I feel like it's just not right, I'll try to sidestep it. Hi, guys. This is Tiffany. I am a mom of five, three bonuses, and two I birthed. And the last one is 11 years younger than my tutorial song. Oh my god! I don't know why I did that. I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> I, I wonder that daily like, too. What did I do? Um, for me, honestly, I'm a realist and I try not to surround myself with people who have that kind of banter because it doesn't do well with me and I'm going to tell you flat out, hey, that's not cool. I'm not liking what you're doing. So, mm-mm. But it brings you down. So generally, I don't want to be a part of it anyways. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, my name is Jasmine. I'm a mom of one seven-year-old boy. Um, As far as navigating friendships, I have a friend filter, I guess is what you can say. So there are certain friends that you know that you can be more transparent with in saying your truth and how you feel about certain situations. And there are outer circle friends that you have um, maybe history with, but you've kind of noticed certain patterns. And you just, for me, I kind of... I gauge whether or not me saying something will be worth fracturing the relationship. So if it's something that gets to the point that I need to say something, I will. But I also assess who I'm saying it to and kind of forcing the outcome of that conversation based on previous patterns. And then just kind of wanting to see, not necessarily just for them, but me, where my mental health spaces at that time because if there is a conflict if there is an issue later it just mentally becomes draining for me to navigate sometimes and I assess whether or not I can emotionally handle bringing up 
whatever our conflict is. So I may just choose to just remove myself from the situation versus saying something directly depending on where I am mentally. Interesting. Kristen, where do you fall? Um, hi, I'm Kristen. Um, I am your podcast producer for Unfiltered Mom, and I'm also a mom of two, two beautiful little girls, two and seven months currently as we record this podcast. Um, and for me, I have been in a ton of toxic relationships. I tend to trust people very easily and bring people into my circle very easily. Um, and I've always been told I'm a really comfortable person to talk to. So people tend to spill their guts to me. Um, and I, in return, will do the same thing, only to find out that then I've literally told 20 other people without knowing it. So um, yeah, I think friendships right now are a huge learning experience for me in my older age. I tended to hang on to a lot of friendships that may have outgrown themselves. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point that you bring up because, you know, we all have uh, friends from school, right? And then mm -hmm. into college and then maybe into early workforce or, you know, where you are. And then you become a mom. And I think someone had mentioned this before. Um, Jasmine, I don't remember if it was you or if it was someone else. But, you know, you have mom friends then and, and how you want to take that on and then what types of conversations you want to have. And naturally, those conversations do evolve. And maybe someone that you were friends with for 15 years, you maybe no longer feel that closeness with. So when mm. you're transparent, you know, maybe they're seeing it as grass is greener on the other side and maybe there's some jealousy there, right? And that's oftentimes how some negativity starts and some talking behind people's backs is, oh, isn't she so great? Or you're not going to believe this, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really healthy to, to recognize those relationships. I think people... Like, I think the, the phrase misery love company is so true. Like, I think sure. if people are feeling bad about themselves, it's easier for them to focus on everything that's going wrong in everybody else's lives to make them feel better. And that I have learned in friendships that I've had that I've had friends that not knowing it straight to my face, that they were actually miserable inside and they felt the need to talk about this person and that person and that person and I'm thinking to myself wow she's got it all together because you know she's not spilling out what's going on with her but she has no problem telling you what's going on with everybody else and um, it took a while for me to recognize that that was her major insecurity you know um, or her major I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but it, it, you could tell, it, it took a while for me to recognize that this was an unhappy person. Um, and my approach with them had to be a lot different. And in ways it kind of, you know, I sympathized with her because I could tell she's obviously hurting if she feels like the need to tear down all of her other friends. Um, but it also, and I'm gonna be honest, it, it took a huge hit on our friendship. Like mm -hmm. I am, this was somebody I felt like I could share everything with. And then one day it came, I couldn't share anything with her mm -hmm. because it, it, it wasn't a sacred conversation between her and I anymore. Do you think these people realize it though? So sometimes no. I, well, and that's the thing is I know some very negative people. They're not people in my circle, but sometimes I have to ask myself if like they actually know whether or not they're as negative as they come off, whether it's on social media, in person, like the... Um, what is that poor me syndrome mm -hmm. when um, 
you know, like myself, I know that I I really struggled, um, obviously having a child really young and different things like that, but I didn't have that negative piece to me. Mm-hmm. And that could always be to brought back to like the optimistic side of myself, like always having that portion of it that I knew it would get better, but in that moment it was bad. But I know those people that it's constantly like that. And so mm-hmm. I think with friendships, when it comes to that is that is like the number one thing, right? Besides your relationship. Like your kids are going to love you. Your mm-hmm. kids, whether it now. Most days. Most days. <laughs> but when you get into like middle school, teenager, like you deal with the whole set, right? But th- th- those are your kids. Like mm-hmm. hands down your kids. But when it comes to friendships, you have a choice. So every day, it's like choosing your husband, right? We, obviously, you're legally bound to him at that point. But <laughs> but you could easily get rid of it. But with friends, you. Yeah, well, not that easy. Not but easy. you know what I mean? It's different with friends. Like, I feel like with friends, you actively wake up and choose mm-hmm. to be their friends. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you make the choice unless you have insecurities about that. And I notice sometimes, too, when I question whether or not somebody's actually a good friend to me, it's my own insecurities. Like, what's going on in my life to make me question whether or not this person's a good friend? Or am I letting what others say influence the way I feel about this person? Do you know what I mean? You know, it's so funny because I I get that aspect. By a default, I have always said, you know, deal with people for where they are, not where you expect them to be. And so because I find a lot of times we have these false expectations of what we think a friend should be or what this relationship should look false like. False expectations, you know? yeah. And so with me, I had a friendship that was a very long friendship. And I knew her history. I knew what she had been through. And so I had this motto, and it became to a default, you know, I know you've been through so many things, so that's kind of why you act like this, or that's kind of why these things come out. And it took me a very long time to let go of that friendship because I loved her. Mm-hmm. And it's even to this day, I still love her. I still think about her. We're, you know, greedy girl gang for life. And if I'm eating something super delicious, I'm like, oh, I should be sharing this with her because that's what we did. Yeah. But it was a toxic friendship. Did you, you talk know? to her about that when you um, ended your friendship? Well, it, it, Ended on kind of a sour note. You know, I saw on social media the other day, someone had posted, um, if the friendship ends, the secrets that you shared still go to the gray. Right? Yes. And I 100% agree with that. Unfortunately, that was not the case. For her. For her. So there were things that I knew. And, I mean, we were friends through the, like, that's you know, the party though. phase, yeah. you know, when we were doing some kind of wild, crazy things. So it's like, <laughs> you don't tell anybody, I don't tell anybody. It never happens. <laughs> you know, it's like that what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas kind of thing. And so I have had some things come back and I'm like, whoa, dude, you, you shared that? Yeah. Well, I wonder if women actually... They stay in relationships because of what you just said. Mm. They're like, I'm going to stay friends with this person because they know far too much much. about me. And they make the active decision to be like, you know, I'm just going to just stay right here Mm -hmm. because... I think people can sense too when you back off a little, and they're and then they it gives them even more reason to be like, oh, she's acting like she's better better than us, or she's acting like this. But I don't, I don't personally think it's that. Like I think like you just said, I would be afraid (laughs) of what. My friend would say, Amy, and I didn't think about it until like, she just said it. I was like, yeah. "Oh my gosh!" See, yeah. I get FOMO with friends. Like, I 
don't like I have a hard time letting go of friendships because I don't want to miss out on something that's like going on in your life like I want to be a part of it but they're not good people I'm very much a person who like I want to be included (laughs) I but find a group yeah but that's the thing I had to learn that not every group is for me yeah and not every friendship is for me and not every group of friends is for me and that has been one of the greatest and hardest things that I've ever had to self-discover I think so I think there's this myth and it I mean definitely applies to friendships but I think it applies to relationships too that longevity um equals acceptance of toxicity so just because you've been friends with someone for a really long time, that means you just have to uh, accept them wholeheartedly for who they are through every stage and every phase and what that looks like during the process of you having this growing friendship. And I think that I just got to a point, I don't have like a us versus them, like these are bad people and I'm a happy person, so I have to be over here. I really, at face value, look at everyone and accept the fact that everyone has toxic behavior. Like, wholeheartedly, I think that everyone has some level of toxicity. At some point, at some season in life, at some... Yeah, and just as as a human being, right? And, like, to me, it just comes down to the current state of where you are and the level of toxicity that you're in right now if it's too much for me in this current season of my life. Because I have had friends that have been super positive and they've had some really messed up stuff happen to them and they've turned into um, coping by using toxic behaviors. And for me, it was really hard because I knew them before, but understanding that it's for a reason because they've gone through things and then trying to empathize from the standpoint, I don't know how it would be, if I went through some of the things that they had gone through. So assuming that I could be just as toxic or I have my own toxic behavior, I just kind of look at it from this lens of right now I can't deal with their level of toxicity, right? So that might include me pulling back. That might include me being a friend from distance, us not talking as often. But I think what's hard is when you stay around that person and you know that it's not something that you can deal with, because then I see this like resentful behavior because you don't really like it. You want to say something, but you're trying to be understanding. Like that whole push and pull is the part that I think turns the friendship into a toxic environment. And that's when you get that icky feeling or you feel like you shouldn't be going to certain things because you're not actually being true to, I recognize what's happening with them. And it doesn't make them necessarily a bad person. Yeah, They're just in a season that they're just in that space. Or maybe that's how they're coping with certain things Mm -hmm. that they're going through and it just doesn't work for me so and they might need a different set of friends at that time sure and I have I've needed different set of friends but honestly like when you were bringing up our children and our spouses the one thing that I want to bring to the table and that I notice so much and I just I have this serious personal issue with it is I notice that female friends or just women in general will be with a mate choose a spouse that is toxic Hmm. and there will be toxic behavior within their relationship and they will accept it. They'll have conversations with it. They'll make excuses. They'll go to counseling. They will go above and beyond to work through the toxic behavior of what is, whatever is happening with their spouse, with their children, right? In some family unit situations. But when it comes to girlfriends, 
It's an immediate shut off. I don't have time for this. I'm over it. I don't have to be around you. There's like no give when we're dealing with other women to do the same type of work that we're willing to do with other individuals. And the, the phrase or the bubble that we put under is, well, I don't have to. You know, I don't have to deal with this person. I don't have, but it's like, if you want healthy female relationships, there is an evolution that comes with that Mm -hmm. too. You know, it's so funny because for me with that particular friend, um, I did kind of try to work through it. And I mean, like I said, to this day, I literally legitimately still love her. And I have moments when I really miss Would you reach out to her? I have. I have, you know, and we've crossed paths and it's more hey it's good to see you I love you but I had three major moments in that friendship that were very toxic and there were some things done to me and the first moment you know I had other friends like dude Mm -hmm. you should be done you know but I didn't it's like hey I know what she's been through listen let's try to work this out and the friendship started to thrive again and then another moment happened did you feel like you were a giver always to that side of her and she was always taking from you or do you know what I mean like there's always that friend that's like not, <laughs> never listens mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you are always like or they're always telling you about their life always they don't ask about your life and they don't know what's going on with yours but shoot you know every fine detail up into the bedroom in their life you know, <laughs> you know with this particular friend it actually was more of a I don't want to say selfish, but it was kind of like she deemed herself as a higher level in life. You know, it was always about, you know, I have this fancy car, I have these types of clothes, and I have these types of things. So, you know, you know, look up to me. Unsolicited advice constantly. You know, right. but again, it's like, I know where you come from. I know what you've been through. I know what your family life is like. I know why you're using these material things to try to make yourself build up. And so I think that's why I stayed in the friendship longer than I should have, you know. And by the time we got to that third moment where it began to affect my livelihood, literally, some things happened where it was a question you know my job and it it got really hard I had to pull back like you know what this is not the right kind of relationship but you put the work in but I felt like I put the work in I felt like I overextended myself even when I should not have overextended myself and helped in ways where anybody would like you know what you did to me I'm not helping you why are you even calling me to be there for you with how you treated me yeah Mm -hmm. and I still stepped up so to your point Jasmine I agree you should put in you know, mm-hmm. that work just like you would in any other re- relationship. But at the same time, after you've done the work and you see that there's no change, yeah. that you see that there's no growth or any no progress, then you need to sever the ties. Or admitting, like you're right, like to, to kind of self-reflect as that person and be like, gosh, you're right. Like I really was acting like this or I can yeah. see why you feel like that in our friendship or um, I think that's kind of been my stances. If I don't feel that something's right, then I will speak up. And I, like you said, if I don't see any progress or I know people that don't admit that there's they're like, I don't act like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I see this with other friends. Yeah, I have a girlfriend. They they went on a trip and um, 
she said something that wasn't un- apparently unacceptable, but this other friend never said anything to her. Was like, you know what you said type thing. Oh, that's wow. the worst. And I this girl, I like this woman me. could was just trying to figure out. She's like, I could not. And I don't know about you guys, but that would eat me alive. Mm-hmm. Because I think at some point we always we all say something where where we don't realize that it hurt the other person. It could be mm-hmm. something going on with that person that we didn't know anything about that hurt them in a way. But I don't know. I do agree with you. Like I on friendships are very, very important to me. And I think that I work extra hard on friendships and recognizing the little things and um, things people like or do things. And um, I think with friendships in general that everybody needs that person that when you're driving down the street, you can call and randomly talk about anything, the six deer that are crossing yes. the street. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, or you're driving, you're like, oh gosh, yeah, I don't want to listen to the radio. I'd rather talk to my friend or you go to their house and you can go in their fridge and you know, you know where all of their stuff is or their kids or stuff like that. I, th- I think it's so important, but I think so many people lack that. Mm-hmm. And how can we help with that in the sense like and you know as we wrap up too I want to go around and say you know what is one tip that you guys can give that has been effective in your life for helping women navigate those friendships like when it's getting bad you know do you not give up you talk to the person what is the extent how many times do you give it before you're like I'm done Mm -hmm. you know your perspective is different than Tiffany's and you know well similar but you know Mm -hmm. you guys have different viewpoints yeah, for me, I, I mean, I have a threshold, obviously, a personal boundary of how far I'm willing to go. I'm never encouraging anyone to go to a point of detriment, right? Yeah. For anyone else in a relationship. But um, I think that the same way that I would navigate a relationship and saying, I notice this, this behavior, this is something that's bothering me. And in order to, you know, stay in this relationship, I need to feel like I'm being heard or whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Right. And breaking it down in that way and moving forward. This is what I need from you. Like, I almost feel like in some friendships, not all, there's no level of accountability. It's just kind of we're friends. We're going to stay friends forever. If you do something to me, it doesn't matter. We're still going to front. I'm going to forgive you. And there's almost like this understated, underlined, like there's not an additional need to do work within the friendship. And that's the part that I was kind of speaking to. So if you have the conversation, if you outline what your needs are, if you state to that person what needs to change in order for you guys to continue being in a friendship and that person is constantly, you know, tap dancing on those boundaries, then, hey, like, you put in the effort, but I'm really speaking to the women who ignore it because, hey, we're going to put on our heels and yeah. we're going to go out, mm-hmm. right? And at least I have someone I can't, like, not be her friend because I need someone to vent to about my boyfriend or my kids, and she gets me, you know? Like, Which is a whole nother topic. The women that you actively hear complain about another woman, and then you get on social media, and they're out like, I love you, girl. you my mm-hmm. BFF. Yes. Oh, gosh, I girl, you're, you're my ride or die. So and you're, it you're just like, happens to ah, I, I yeah. totally wanted to ask you guys so we're talking like about like these big relationships right where maybe there's some toxic elements in either it sounds like mostly everyone's talked about more long-term relationships Mm -hmm. um but what about a healthy relationship with a friend you guys Mm -hmm. are good friends and everything's great and you're just you know chit-chatting talking whatever and before you know it the conversation so not the relationship but the conversation starts to turn toxic so maybe now it's like 
hey, oh my gosh, yeah, so actually, did you see Elizabeth? And it's a slippery... She's a hot mess, guys. Hot mess. Big hot mess. Do you know what happened to her? Did she tell you? Spoiler. If she didn't, I will. (laughs) But I think we've all been had those conversations, right? Where it's like all of a sudden, you know, it starts off funny and lighthearted. And then maybe in just a few short minutes, it's like, oh, I kind of wish I didn't say that. Or... You oh, leave and wow. you're like, oh, I feel so gross yeah, about that or, conversation. Oh, they said that. So in those moments, yeah. if you guys realize in the moment, because sometimes, like you just said, Elizabeth, that's not until you walk away and it's like, oh, that, that I went I feel south. so gross. Yeah. I, I that went south. Like, I have to, like, and what can I do about that, if anything? Yeah. Right? But, like, if you catch yourself in the moment, what do you guys do? Oh, I. Do you shut it down? I, well, I don't shut it down because I think everyone should be heard, right, in a conversation. But I am that person that will be like, well, I don't know, guys, if I was her or I've done this before. You really are. I've, like, when I you said, so yeah. like flip yeah. it because I can easily see myself or other people. I have like I can be empathetic. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when those type of conversations, empathy is like my first go to because I, you know, growing up. And this is even sometimes things that I teach my son because they run into those things in school too. Lunchroom, cafeteria, all that type of stuff. We'll teach our children, well, honey, how would you feel if kids were teasing you or saying this to you or this? So I just had that kind of embedded in me. And it doesn't come from a, I know better than everyone, you know, that's not it, right? Like, Growing up, I had moments of being bullied. So for me, I always felt like there is room and there's an opportunity for other people to understand where the other person is coming from because I've been there before. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I never want to be in a position where someone else feels bullied because of me. Absolutely. So I just lean on empathy and trying to think of like what I would tell my child in a situation. But sometimes you fall short. There are times that I just I get quiet. I may not yeah. join it, but I just won't say anything. I'm and then I'll and think should something you say later. Something? And should you, should say, you say something? something? Right. I think, again, I always lean back on it depends on the circle. Yes. Like, if I'm not yeah. that close with this group of friends. I probably won't see you a lot. I just see how you're cut. I see how the conversation goes. Mm-hmm. I don't really feel like it. I'm like, I'm going to go get some juice. You know, like, I just, <laughs> yeah. I'm done. I don't really invest too much. But if it's my circle, I really care, or I'm being asked. Now, okay. if someone asks me in my opinion, it's going down. Yeah. But if that's not the case, then I probably I'll just kind of like separate myself from it. I'm the ultimate choke artist. Like I just get <laughs> quiet or uh, I'd like to think that I don't join in, but I probably totally I do. I think it's natural at times, like unintentionally. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think you realize that until you walk away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, like I walk right. away realizing like, ooh. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. Or it wasn't my business. Yeah, to tell. it wasn't my. Yeah. yeah, like I, I might have spoken a little out of turn in that, you know. And yeah. I've totally been a victim of it. I personally have a very catty, gossipy group of friends, and I mean it's a very small group. And you know, <laughs> and I mentioned earlier in a private conversation that we were having that this year has been transformative for me because I've recognized that some of these relationships I need to not put so much worth into them because. they're toxic for me personally whether it has like the conversations have to do with me or other people it's just a toxic place and it's exhausting yeah it's exhausting yeah Mm -hmm. and you know I mentioned earlier like you Elizabeth you've been a huge inspiration to me because you've shown me that like just because you've had these friends for so long doesn't mean that they need to be your only friend and then there are other women out there that are not like that yeah Mm -hmm. you know and these are women I've been friends with forever so to me that's all I have to base them on. 
Well, know? and then you don't sure. put so much time into them because you're right. like, hey, I got these friends over here yeah. that want to hear what I have to say. They're not going to go behind my back and talk about me. But I still have those girls. Mm-hmm. But... I don't have to put all of my time and effort and energy into those into knowing no. that I can't comfortably talk about what's going on in my life with them. See, you know, yeah. I had I have, you know, a small group of friends and some of them differentiate on the level of what I share and won't share. Absolutely. Is that your filter, your friend filter? Okay, what we've established in here, we all need a friend filter. You absolutely all need one. So you know you have those friends. (laughs) This is my girl that I can hit up on a Saturday like, hey, I got a free day. The kids are gone with their dad. Let's go to brunch. Yep, Let's run to Mm -hmm. the mall, look at a couple of things, you know, and that's the essence. You chit-chat about random nothingness Mm -hmm. you know I have that kind of friend then you kind of have that next friend where it's like hey girl so what happened are you okay how's your life going that kind of thing you know where you can share some intimate things it may not be the deepest darkest secrets of your life but there's a healthy relationship there where you trust that they're not gonna go and say your business yeah then you have like my one friend I have a friend she was two I was four when we've met it's kind of like the pinnacle friendship we've never argued we grew up on the same street um she's been living in Atlanta Georgia hey Leah I know you're gonna listen (laughs) (laughs) I love you I I love love you girl um And she's been in Atlanta, Georgia now for like 15 years. We never miss a beat. She's the one that I'm calling on the ride home. Like, yeah. oh, my God, this guy just did this random thing on the in the car next to me, you know. <laughs> but with that friendship, it is the deepest, darkest secrets. And yeah. It mm-hmm. is the one. She's the one where I'm like, okay. She's your safe space. She's my safe space. Yeah. But she also puts me in my place. But we're in a space where I respect her enough to know if she's coming to me and saying hey tiff mm, you need to check that it's coming from love yeah it's not coming Mm -hmm. from judgment it's not coming from jealousy it's strictly like i want to see you be at your best and what you're doing or what you're saying or the life that you're living does not help you live the best life that I know you can live. Yes, I you am. know, I love that, and mm-hmm. I love her for that. Mm-hmm. I call her the left side of my brain. I mean, it, down to the stupid stuff. I'm in the store, like, do I want the pink socks or do I want the green socks, <laughs> Leah? <laughs> okay, so which color? Oh my God, girl, go with the pink. Okay, great, thanks. Well, you they know. say one friend <laughs> is worth a thousand. You know, yeah. you know, one great friend is worth a thousand or something like that. And I think we all have that one friend, which now I have to shout out mine, which is Stephanie. I know you're listening to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's definitely, you know, and I do have that friendship with her. We were college roommates. We, that's when we met, you know, so it wasn't like she was my lifelong friend, but we were friends and like literally anything that's going on in our lives, like I feel like I could talk to her. She feels like she can talk to me. You know, we've had not similar upbringings but we've had similar father issues and stuff and we you know we were there for each other we spent one year we spent father's day together we moved her out of her boyfriend's house but um you know there were things that like she knew she could call me for and I could do the same thing and we might not have talked for weeks and she's like hey girl I need you you know or you know hey I'm going through this and so I think it is great that we have those one those friendships and not all our friendships have to be like that, but it is important that we have at least that one person. Well, yeah. and I think you can get that at any point in your life. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, because yeah. people are like, oh, you know, 
I can't, you know, I don't have any friends from high school or mm-hmm. kindergarten or whatever the case may be, but I do truly believe that it's something that you can get over in yeah. your 40s, your 50s, um, well, in your current stage. Yeah. Is that yeah. you had to have this friend forever. Yeah. But I mean, you could earn this friend. I'm 36 and. You know, I could make a friend today that's mm-hmm. just like that and it's just as important and just as valuable. And they yeah. come out of nowhere. I yeah, have a girlfriend sure. that jumped in my little handful of friends. Um, and I think I met her when my 12-year-old was maybe about one. And we were randomly in a class together, yeah, surrounded by a whole bunch of 18-year-olds. And we were like, what are these kids doing? So we sat next to each other. And now yeah. here we are 10-plus years later. And I love her. She has been a great friend to me. She's my newest baby's godmother, you know. But I was, what, in my late 20s? Yeah. Early 30s when I met her? That's when I met my friend. Yeah. So, Iana. Hey, girl. (laughs) We all have to call out our friends. Yeah. Like, there is a confidant, right? And I think the great thing about meeting someone later in life is that there is not a preconceived notion of who you are. That they're basing the friendship on. And that really, to me, it was a clean slate. And we just met each other in a certain season. We were pregnant at the same time. We were in the same class. We were having similar conversations. She's my child's godmother. Her husband is an awesome godfather. Like, they have just showed up in my life. Showed up. That's a huge part In major it. ways that other people who I've been very close to just have not been able to fill those shoes. But that's because they weren't supposed to fill those mm-hmm. shoes. She came in my life for a reason during a particular season, which is one of her like favorite lines. So <laughs> I just I think the confidant piece and where you are in your life and being able to have a true connection and then testing that out and re- rinsing and repeating and testing it. I just I just appreciate being around different people and different seasons and just being open to whoever you meet, wherever, however you meet them. If they're a good person, hold on to them. And, and if you're I connecting, just, like if you meet someone, yeah, like if I was to meet you and you and I are like hitting it off. Like we randomly did. Yeah. Like <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you take that and you run with it. Yeah. You take, instead of not taking the initiative, like I think that's far too long. We wait for each other to reach out, you know, yeah. the mm-hmm. other person. Instead we could be like, oh man, I really felt a connection with those people. Because for me, the people in my life are very intentionally placed there sure. for that particular mm-hmm. reason. Like, I know that I can count on them for anything. And so when you guys are shouting people, I was like, I honestly can't shout out because you, the people are listening that already know because there's so many of them <laughs> um, that like, I have the people that will put me in my place, like you said. And then I have that person that comes behind that knows mm-hmm. that person put them in my place and is there to pick me back up. Mm-hmm. And so those people know who they are um and then I have those people that have made me cry you know who you are like um and what I know it's like intentional that they did that you know that they they were being intentional and it's because they loved me mm-hmm. but um I do think far too often we don't like it's like dating a man right your boyfriend or your your partner or whatever you're whoever you're dating um and you get that feeling I think it's the same for girls for women, when you meet other women, you're like, oh my god, you always like, I'm so excited about her. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about her. Like, yeah, you and I have. Yeah, I do. Yes. Um, so I think it's important to like take action on that instead of waiting for something to happen with it because I feel like it's like, you know, 
meeting the love of your life, you're missing out on such a great opportunity. And so maybe that's the takeaway of this But I as think well. the good point is that she said this person showed up in this per- this type of my, or this point in my life. Yeah. I think so many of us expect a certain person yeah. to show mm-hmm. up. And when that person doesn't show up and someone else does, we, we're, we're accepting of the person that does show up, but we're a little disappointed that this other person showed up, didn't show, show up. up. Yeah. And I think that's where sometimes friendships struggle. And I think we... I personally am starting to learn that like this person that I expected to show up didn't show up, but I shouldn't be mad at that person for not showing up, you know, and I should be acceptive of this other newer person that is showing up for me and just Mm -hmm. embrace it all. Yes. Yes. I love that. Yes. And then, you know what? Last shout out to those friends (laughs) who are moms, who are busy, who we love. And it might be two, three weeks, a month, two months. We didn't talk. We didn't connect. And it's not because I don't love you, not because I don't care about mm-hmm. what's going on in your life. Right. I'm being a mom, you're being a mom, but then we connect and it's like we never miss Yeah, like we yeah. talked yesterday. Yeah. And it's, it's nothing personal. So those I, friends are awesome yes. as well. Yeah, shout those friends those. are great. So yes. I have to give a shout out to my BFF, uh, Lori. <laughs> but it's we have a very unique relationship. We've been friends truly forever. We went to school together for six months in ninth grade before I moved, and that was it. And we truly have been best friends ever since. We have nothing in common. <laughs> we do not share the same social circles wow. at all in any way. Yeah. Like she, I probably can't even tell you the names of her friends, and she probably can't do the same either. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so it's really unique. Um, but I have to tell you, I you know made a phone call to her phone call or text can't remember a number number of months ago and was just like hey what's your social security number and without skipping a beat she gave it to me and I'm like that's cool <laughs> like if I asked my <laughs> like if I asked my husband he'd be like wait why what do you yeah. need it for right, right? Exactly. and don't ask my mom I mean she thinks like who knows what shenanigans yeah. are going on if I ask her that question <laughs> so um, I think it's those people those friends they you know, may not play that stereotypical role. They may not be the mom. And in fact, she's not a mom, which makes it really cool. I think everyone mm-hmm. needs a non-mom friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that there's something Perspective, so guys. About that. Perspective. Perspective. Both ways. Both ways. You can help them into motherhood with it. Yes. Or a mom yes. friend that's an older mom friend. Yeah. Because I have an older mom. I do. Yes. I have mom mentors yeah. that are yeah. older than me, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Those little bits of wisdom they're yes. dropping so all the time. They're all awesome. of the friends mm-hmm. out there. Shout out to all the friends. There's levels to this. Yeah. It's for sure. Cool. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so as we wrap up, I want you one thing, quick, one, two sentences that somebody who's listening to this, struggling in a relationship, struggling um, whenever they go out, there's, you know, toxic conversations happening. What is one piece of advice you would give to them on how to move into 2020 with better relationships, better friendships, um, more intentional maybe that's Mm -hmm. a good way to accept those friends that didn't show up that maybe aren't right for their lives right now forgive them move on and and work towards the friendships that are doing you know that are beneficial and intentional to them um this is jasmine i would definitely say um my advice would be to just show up and be open just like you would in a relationship. And I know I've said that multiple times, but a lot of times when you're single, you are going out because you want to be chose, right? So yeah. you are open to whoever is coming over to you because you want to be chose and you want to have a good time. Have that same, keep that same energy 
when you're around other women. Show up to be chose to be a good friend. Show up to be chose to have a good time. And don't necessarily assume that being in a room full of women will equate to something catty because there are women that are just like you who really are just looking for friends that are quality and want the same things out of their friendships. Love it. Hey, it's Tiffany here. So I think my biggest um, word of advice would be to examine your expectations of your friendships um, and let go of any false (coughs) expectations Mm -hmm. because if you demand on a person to be something you need them to be that they're not capable of being, you Mm -hmm. put a strain on the relationship. Mm -hmm. Meet people where they are as they are. And if the person that they are does not fit or reconcile with your life and the things that you hold dear and value, then reevaluate that friendship. And it's okay to love from a distance. It doesn't mean you have love to completely sever yes. the ties. You can love them yes. from a distance. Hey, shoot a text. Hey, girl, just thinking about you, wanted to say hi, you know, and keep it moving. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> this is Kimberly. Um, I would think... Um, I've been trying this lately. Imagine uh, what a peaceful world looks like to me, and then act as if. Just act like I'm living in that world. And so I think that that would be my advice um, or suggestion to imagine a peaceful friendship. What does that look like? What does that sound like? Um, And then act as if and and lead into that. This is Kristen. I think for it's just being more intentional about your friendships and who you're investing your time in. Um, I, f- for me personally, like I found myself investing my time into a lot of people that didn't necessarily want to be my friend or let want me into that space of you know their life. And I think it is for me and for anyone out there who's in the same situation. It's just allowing the other friendships that maybe you didn't um, because they're new or whatever that might be, um, it's just allowing those friendships to blossom and giving them the space to grow. I love it. Mm -hmm. Which leads me to, I have a mini episode that I wanna do next (laughs) over this, (laughs) is one thing, like I think everybody's perspective of what a good friend is or what you need as a person. And I think we could all give a different perspective, right? Like at the end of the day, what I think a good friend is and the good friend that I think I am and how I am, right? Just just really quickly, but I know that with this, we're gonna wrap up, but I have a lot. Friendships are probably right up there with my marriage. Mm-hmm. Like they are that important to me. Um, And they're hard, too, because I have so many circles. Mm -hmm. I have so many circles to give to all of those circles or all of those women in there. So I've had to be extremely intentional. So even going into 2020, I was going to say 2021. Well, we don't need to jump there. (laughs) But um, I have like, yeah, I have like a little bit of a different perspective of how I want to manage my friendships and 2020. So thank you guys for listening. Um, Again, we are so excited to have you here. We are excited to be here. Please rate us, review us, and please subscribe.